0: Welcome to the Happy, Healthy, Strong podcast. Our goal is to equip you with the knowledge and tools you need to make lasting changes in your health. Society has trained us to think that Western medicine is the answer to long term health, but this approach only treats symptoms and never addresses the root cause. Without a new approach, our community will experience unnecessary sickness and suffering. We teach the functional health model to educate and empower listeners on their journey to a happier, healthier, and stronger life. My name is Paige, and I'm a certified holistic health coach. I'm joined by my co-host, Dr. Alex Arguello, doctor of chiropractic and functional health practitioner. Join us as we unpack some of the most pressing health challenges facing our community today. Welcome back to the Happy, Healthy, Strong podcast. It is the dead of winter right now. It's January. Yeah. So we thought it would be a good time to talk about the immune system and sickness and what happens when you get sick. And so, yeah, we'll just start from there.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't even know if we can really call it dead of winter, though, because I'm not even wearing a coat. Right That's now.
0: true. <laughs> that it should be a lot colder than it is. Yeah. It's like, yeah. And th- I mean, that can, that's
1: going to kind of speaks to a little bit about what we'll talk about today um, because, yeah, it is wintertime. So it's just kind of time of year where everybody's talking about either themselves being sick or their kids being sick. Um, uh, there's a lot of flu going around, influenza going around, or at least people, I mean, a lot of people do go and get tested and they, they test positive for the flu. Mm-hmm. Um, RSV, you know, right. it's big in kids. Yep. There's something going around. It's probably some type of bacterial infection. Yeah. Um, that's given causing a lot of ear aches and kids stuff, mm-hmm. a lot of ear pain. Um, so yeah, that, that, that stuff is happening, but it's not freezing cold really outside. It's not snow all over the ground. It's not been a miserable right. winter. Yeah, and it's still still happening with people. So there's mm. something something interesting. interesting yeah, yeah, something interesting going on there. So I figured you know we d- we talked about weight loss um, a little bit, um, talked about New Year's resolution stuff. Um, this is the other kind of big thing that happens around this time of year is people just yeah, want to know how can they not get sick, yep. right? Um, so how I wanted to talk about this is really use this, and we'll, I'm sure, do at least one more show on this. Um, we won't be able to talk about everything today, um, but within this show or the next, we'll get practical on kind of what you do. How do you stay healthy? What do you do in response to getting, having some sort of a cold or virus with um, the flu, that, that type of stuff, but today I, I really want to just talk about kind of mindset or philosophy of health of what, what how you should really think about this time of year or think about um colds and flus and and just when everybody um thinks them or themselves are always sick right right sick being put in some air quotes there mm-hmm. um it is, is i think a good place to to start because it's we can't remind ourselves enough of kind you know this the philosophy that we we go by. Um, and health. And basically, that, that it starts with how amazing our body is, right? If, if we want to be healthy, we can always rely on the body having this intelligence in it that always wants to be healthy. So um, if we think about it, we somehow have this intelligence inside of us that take, takes us from two cells in the beginning, right? One from mom, one from dad, and some of those cells just multiply. And uh, after, you know, 10 months or so, what is it, 40 weeks, mm-hmm. that typically is pregnancy last. We are a full-grown human being. Yeah. Not full-grown human being, but a, an actual human being, yeah. right, that can survive outside Function, the, yeah. the womb. And that whole time, there's no scientists that intervene. There's no doctors that intervene yeah. to make any of that any of that stuff happen, right? Mm-hmm. We go from those two cells to trillions of cells. Um, that we haven't even actually come to a consensus on that of how many cells we are, but we know it's trillions. Wow. Some people say 100 trillion. Some people say um million trillions, if that's a word, if that's a way (laughs) of describing things. Um, but yeah, so just the kind of the question of why does virtually everyone end up with two eyes, right? Why do we end up with one nose, one mouth, 10 fingers, 10 toes? Why does everybody have that? Well, it's because there's this intelligence inside of us that determines that that is the way that a human being is actually, um, you know, when the, when a human being is created, that's the way that it, that it is, right? Mm-hmm. Why does our heart stop at a certain size? You know, why does it not continue to just get bigger as we as we grow? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, why does it pump blood to, to the different places of our body? How does it do that? How does our lungs stop? And why are they in the place that they're in? All of these things I don't think we ever think about. Yeah. But it's just a sign that we just have this amazing intelligence inside of us that knows how to build us, right? right? Knows how to rebuild us when we tear it down. Um, so if you think of health in, in terms of that, right, you think, um, that, that you're sick, right? You, you're having what, what we call a sick, right? Maybe a fever, maybe a headache, maybe you're throwing up, maybe there's diarrhea, all that stuff. If you think, well, man, there's, it's amazing intelligence inside of us. In chiropractic, we call it innate intelligence. Um, they're probably gonna, that intelligence is probably gonna know a lot about getting you better. Mm -hmm. if it was able to build your entire body and keep your body running without you really thinking thinking about about it. it, Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think that that's an important thing to just remember. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, this is an in kind of inborn intelligence that didn't need any education somehow knew right away how to, you know, your heart to beat, lungs to breathe, all that stuff Mm -hmm. happens without really any, any help at all.
0: And it always wants to get (coughs) your body back to homeostasis which is like optimal feeling good functioning correctly like that's the default that it's always trying to get back to
1: absolutely absolutely so then if if that's true and it is you know you can i mean that's just a principle Mm -hmm. but you can there's scientific research that you can look at that that the human body is self-regulating self-healing um when you think about fever right and you ask the question why do i have a fever why am i throwing up you know why why are these things that we, we call symptoms of being sick? Why are they happening? Well, you can know that the body always wants to get you back to health, so those things are probably in alignment with that, right? They're probably doing something to try to protect you, to keep you safe, and to try to work back to getting back to, like you said, that, that homeostatic state. Because um, if your body is if something enters it that it doesn't like, then it's going to figure out how to get rid of it, Mm -hmm. right? So the things that we mentioned, throwing up, you know, diarrhea, even uh, fever, those are all things that say, okay, bodies recognize that there's something inside of it that potentially is harmful and doesn't want it there anymore. So it does all those things to try to get rid of it, try to protect itself from from further damage. Why? Again, because it has this amazing intelligence inside of us that, that knows, somehow knows, okay, this is something foreign that shouldn't be here. I should do something about it. primarily through the immune system Mm -hmm. of attacking it and getting, getting rid of it. So yeah, I think that that's just important, um, to have that understanding that the body is amazing, that the body, um, does amazing things every single day. So when it comes to getting healthy, if we are in a position of, again, what we consider sick, um, I would want to kind of say it's more expressing symptoms instead of, being sick, right? But I know that's just a cultural way of describing when, well, how we're yeah, feeling when sure. w- when we have some sort of infection or whatever. Um, yeah, it, it's it's always trying to do the right thing at the right time. It's always trying to get you back to, to health. So sometimes, whether this is with ourself or even with our kids, we just have to trust that that's the case. Right. We have to trust that the body knows how to do it. And bodies have been healing for thousands of years without you know, antibiotics and without, you know, um, antiviral medication and without Mm -hmm. acetaminophen and without ibuprofen and all those things that we typically want to run to when, when stuff like this is happening. Now, not, that's not to say that none of those things are ever needed and we shouldn't do them and they don't have any benefit. But again, if, if they were absolutely necessary for somebody to go from sickness to health and we wouldn't be here anymore, right? right. <laughs> because we somehow have been here for a long time, um, and people have Without always, ex- yeah, things, yeah. people have always experienced infections and mm-hmm. having their immune system have to to do something about it.
0: So you saying um, it's the body expressing symptoms as its way of you know working through these things. Just the first thing that pops into mind is all of the like symptom suppressant like yeah. over the counter type medications that mm-hmm. okay you have a cough take this it'll get rid of your cough you have right. a fever take this it'll get rid of your fever like right. so what are how does that Yeah, all and this yeah
1: and i think that that again is because we don't have this understanding that we just went through mm-hmm. we think it's it's back to just treating symptoms right we think we think so short term i'm i'm not feeling well right now so that can't be good so i have to do something about that Right.
0: Like, so rather than thinking that the cough is the problem, realizing that something else is probably the problem and the cough is actually helping you yeah. get rid of the problem, yeah. fever especially.
1: <laughs> yeah. So we, we immediately think, so this is kind of how um, t- t- typically people think about health is if I get sick, then something's wrong with me, right? So I need to do something from the outside to try to get me better because probably something from the outside came in me and you know caused me to have all of these symptoms that that are not are not the right thing right my body's not doing the right thing something's wrong now we're going to get into how yes that that is partially true in in a little bit here Um, but it's just the to me the, the opposite thinking of what you should have is if you are expressing symptoms then know that your body is doing the right thing at the right time and if you are if, if that's not the case then it's something going on on the inside that that's wrong so we sh- we need to do something about the inside of our body typically mm-hmm. in order to get better in order to get healthy and not so much focus on what's bringing something in from the outside sure. to get us yeah. to get us healthy so, yeah, when you have a cough and you take some type of cough suppressant, when you have a fever and you take some sort of medication to bring the fever down, if you have um diarrhea and you take pepnobismo or whatever to get rid of that type of stuff, those are all, and I'm not saying you should never do them right because suffering also is not fun, so right. sometimes you're just suffering so much that you have to have yeah. to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, But those are all things that work against the natural responses of the body, right? All of those things are the body naturally doing what it's supposed to do. Again, and and our bodies are far more intelligent than we ever were or any doctors ever were or any textbooks ever were, Mm -hmm. right? So we have to, again, trust that, okay, what's happening is the right thing. Mm -hmm. Um, If I try to intervene with something from the outside to suppress this, then yes, I relieve suffering, right? I get rid of pain. I don't. You know, I don't have potentially diarrhea anymore. I'm not throwing up anymore, whatever it may be, but what that, that feels good short term, but what has that done to me long-term? Is is that good for my long-term health to work against the natural functions of the body? And I think you could say, no, that's not good for your long-term health, but at the very least you would have to ask the question, mm-hmm. you know, if you continue to do those type of things and what are you not allowing the body to do that it wants to do mm-hmm. and Again, just based off of a principle that doesn't sound like a good idea. Yeah. Right? To always be working against the body. Totally. And then you throw in the whole factor of things that suppress stuff typically come with their own, what we call side effects. Right? So they're typically chemicals. They're typically something toxic. So it, do- it has the effect of bringing whatever you want to bring down, down. But what is it adding? You mm-hmm. know, what is it now doing to your body too so you're sacrificing one thing to have something else potentially mm-hmm. and all because we tend to think that we have to feel good all the time right so if if I feel bad if I'm uncomfortable I have to do something about that if my child is uncomfortable I have to there must be something wrong and then <laughs> the added stress of what we do now is we get on our phone or we get on the computer and we look up WebMD or we look up whatever and and, you know, Oh, if they have an ear infection for five minutes, they're potentially going to die type (laughs) stuff.
0: (laughs) Right. Right. So
1: that, that adds stressors to us and we, we want to do something about it. And I understand, right? We, nobody likes to feel bad yeah. and we definitely don't like our children feeling bad and watching that. Right. So we want to intervene. We want to do something, Mm -hmm. but for, I would say even for short term health but also long-term health we at least have to have the understanding that we we have to trust the body to that it's doing the right thing at the right time and allow the body to do its work um, instead of thinking that we can do something better than what the body is already already yeah. going to be doing makes sense yeah so that's the the kind of the the first and the main thing that I would I would say yeah and I get I guess just to get a little practical how this plays out is. Yeah. When your child does have a slight fever, when your child you know, does have is, is pulling at their ear, um, if they do have a loose stool, um, we don't have to immediately think, oh, worst case scenario, something's really, really wrong. You know, mm-hmm. allow the body to do what it wants to do and monitor it, of course, um, find other ways that I guess less toxic ways maybe of comforting them, and mm-hmm. making sure they're not completely suffering. But trust that the body's going to do what it's supposed to do.
0: Right. Right.
1: And then if, you know, things continue to get wrong, of course, there's a time when you need to relieve suffering. There's a time when you need to intervene to prevent something worse from from happening.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. But not immediately jumping to that conclusion. Right. Yeah. Right.
1: Which is what you hear a lot.
0: Definitely. Yeah.
1: The second thing that I wanted to kind of go through, and, and this is more just understanding. I know everybody wants to know, hey, what do you give your kids when they're sick? Or, yeah, you know, what, what I'm do sure you get that
0: question <laughs> a lot. What do you do for <laughs> you ear know, infections? Get, okay. get sent
1: the symptom of, hey, this is happening. What should I do? Yeah. Um, so that that is stuff we'll get into. But I think that the next thing is just helping people understand. It's talking specifically about um, infection type stuff, right? So colds and flus and... COVID, and, um, strep, those type of things, you know, the stuff that happens, um, pretty frequently with people is why does it happen? Right. So what are the kind of the two most important things in terms of why somebody would actually be expressing these symptoms or get infected with something so that they can go to their doctor and get tested and, and it, they find strep or they find COVID, they find, um, influenza, something like that. So for Many, many years, there's been kind of these two camps of how this works. The dominant camp is, um, believes in what's called the germ theory of disease. I mean, people that don't really care about health, I'm sure, have heard of the germ theory of disease. And maybe not know exactly what it is, but they've heard that germs cause disease type thing. And that's right. basically what, what they believe is that um, in order for you to get sick, you have to have, it's just germs that do that, mm-hmm. right? Um, so there's nothing about the body that matters it's just if you get exposed to COVID or if you get exposed to strep if you get exposed to RSV then that equals sickness Mm -hmm. and then how that's responded to is if you know somebody has those things then you obviously want to stay away from that person because then you won't get sick because you're not going to get exposed to them
0: Right? enter 2020 <laughs> enter
1: 2020 yeah the pandemic yeah. for sure kind of to the extreme of right. what i just what i just explained um so that's one way of looking at it right so prevention would be hey this this person has this already has this infection so avoid them um or you know if if you know they've been somewhere then totally disinfect everything that they've been around so that you don't get exposed to whatever the pathogen is yeah and then the other side of it is when you do get infected with it, now we need to treat that infection with something, right? So if it's a bacterial infection, of course, you're going to be given antibiotics. If it's, a, if, if it's a viral infection, I mean, even in medicine, they know that antiviral medication isn't super effective anyway, so they don't typically go to it. Um, that's one of the times where they'll say, hey, you're going to have to let your body do what it's supposed Wait to it be Wait it out, doing. yeah. Um, but sometimes they'll use anti antiviral medication, um, for these type of things, or they'll just say, okay, you're going to have to deal with this particular virus. Um, but let's do something else to make you comfortable. So that's when, you know, steroid medication will come in or ibuprofen, you know, acetaminophen, Tylenol type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of one camp, right? They believe that it's about the germ. Um, and that's kind of how you get germ freaks too, right? That's yeah. how you get yeah. people worrying about germs everywhere. And, right. Um, you know, not wanting to go anywhere without gloves or not wanting to go or n- now masks are a, b- a big thing since, mm-hmm. since the pandemic. Um, but antibacterial soaps and, of course, washing your hands all the time. And yeah. and I'm not trying to say that none of that stuff is, is ever necessary or that you should never wash your hands type stuff. But right, the focus is you do that because germs are bad and, and we don't want to catch germs because that'll equal sickness. And mm-hmm. if we get sick, then there's always the potential for it to be really, really bad, um, you know cause us a lot of harm or even death with those those type of things. So mm-hmm. that's, again, one camp. The other camp that we probably don't know much about um, is people that believe in the terrain theory. So the terrain theory, um, this really had to do with, agricult- this is kind of an agricultural term. Um, they used to think why crops would die is because of germs, because bugs would come and, and destroy the, the crops. But then somebody decided to think, so, okay, well, why can't these plants fight off these germs? Why can't these plants fight off these bugs? Maybe it's because their soil is bad, right? Maybe because they don't have all the minerals and stuff in the soil. And if they did, then the plants would be strong enough to defend themselves against these, again, what we call germs or, or bugs. Mm-hmm. So that then translated to humans of saying, okay, maybe it's not just germs that are coming in, it's the terrain of the body, how healthy the body is, right? How resilient the body is, how strong the immune system is, we might say. Um, and that's really what determines if somebody's going to get an infection. So you can go extreme on both ends, right? You could think it's just totally germs. It doesn't really matter how healthy you are. And I would say that's the majority of people, or you can go extreme on the other end to say, it doesn't really matter how much germs you get exposed to. If you sh- have a strong enough immune system, then you're going to be fine. Right. Um, although if you had to put me in one camp, I would be on the terrain theory camp. Right. Um, I would want to say, okay, both of them matter. Right, sure. so when you think about the two main things that happen of why somebody would get sick, is they more than likely either have a suppressed immune system, their immune system's not strong enough, or it's an, there's an imbalance there in their immune system, or they're just generally unhealthy, and they got exposed to something. Of course, yeah. Right, if you're never exposed to anything, you're not going to get infected. Mm-hmm. But there's plenty of people that get exposed to stuff all the time and never get never get inf- never they can get the infection, but they won't express any sort of symptoms. Mm, mm-hmm. This is something I used to take actually a lot of pride in. <laughs> so, uh, cause I was much more extreme than I am now. <laughs> with health stuff. When I first started my practice, um, Of course, I'm coming in and and I'm educating people on, hey, if you're sick, one of the most important things you can do is come in here and get adjusted because Mm -hmm. your immune system is what's going to fight off that infection and your immune system is controlled by your nervous system. So you want your nervous system healthy through an adjustment so that you can have a strong immune system and fight this stuff off. So I would be talking to people about that. So that led to me being exposed to a lot of stuff. Sure. Sick
0: people come to you.
1: Sick people come to me. And I think I don't quite remember now. But I want to say it was a, it was at least five, but maybe seven years of practice. I never missed a day wow. of adjusting people because of a sickness, right? That is impressive. And it was again, I I took a ton of pride in it because, <laughs> and I would I would explain that to people of because they would th- come in thinking, you oh, know, I I've, I've been around my grandkids or whatever, and I got I got sick, and of course I wouldn't, you know, try to shame them that that, yeah. that is what they believe, but I would try to educate them on, hey, you know, I, I get exposed to you know plenty of people every single day that mm-hmm. have have viruses and bacterial infections and all these things that can be passed on to me but i don't have them at least bad enough to where i'm expressing symptoms and have to take a sick day mm-hmm. right so why and just kind of leave it as a question of why yeah um just to get people people thinking about that type of stuff yeah so yeah that, that it's huge if you if you put those two things together and you are thinking about kind of the internal environment of your body, how, just to keep it simple, how strong your immune system is and just how generally healthy you are. And then if you're not, again, pouring germs on a table and then licking those germs, <laughs> right? Right. Don't do that. Yeah. You know, yes, wash your hands, you know, use things that can be antimicrobial and that type of stuff so to make sure that you're not exposed all the time. If somebody is in a full-blown full you know, if somebody has COVID and they're in the middle of it, one of the worst parts, again, don't go hugging and kissing them type mm-hmm, of people, mm-hmm. because it's not just the germ. It's how much of the that germ is actually getting in you, right? So it, throughout COVID, we heard a lot about viral load. So how much of the virus was actually getting in you? Mm-hmm. And even if you have a strong immune system, you can get to the point where you have so much viral load that you're going to express symptoms through it, right? So Putting those two things together, I think, is is a good way of the right of way understanding to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the importance of it is, because this this isn't just uh, avoiding, um, this isn't just learning how I I can maybe prevent myself from getting sick. This is about just how you live in general. Because if you are that germ freak and you don't have any understanding of the terrain theory, then you might not be doing anything to be healthy, and then you just don't ever go to a social gathering or you won't take your kids around anybody when they're young, that type of stuff, because you, again, think it's all about germs and you don't want people to get get sick either from your kid or you don't want your kids to get sick because they're around other other sick kids. And it just inhibits, you know, your your social life. It inhibits building relationships, inhibits community, yeah. all of those things, which you don't want to be the be the case. No. Right? We want to use our brains and not just, you know, intentionally expose. Well, I shouldn't say that because there are times I think it's good to intentionally expose um, your kids to to certain things. But, yeah, we don't want to be foolish in that way. But we also want to put a big emphasis on just how healthy we are in general. Instead of not worrying about that and then getting an infection and then wondering, hey, what essential oil do I do? You know, how much vitamin D should I take? Should I be taking a bunch of vitamin C and all those questions? Yes, there are things that you can do, and we'll talk about that. But it's more important to just stay healthy in general and then only have to react if you have to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That makes sense. So focus on just general health, which if you want to know more, listen to all our other (laughs) episodes. Always (laughs) comes back to that. Right. Right. For the the general lifestyle recommendations, but that'll be your biggest um, barrier against the infection. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's only so much vitamin C you can take. Yeah. Or there's only so much zinc you can take yeah. if you're just an overall generally unhealthy person, you're going to, you're going to be sick yep. right, a lot of the time. Yeah. So
0: all right well definitely um stay tuned for next week where we'll talk about some of those more specific things for both adults and kids um, and let us know if you have any other questions you'd like us to answer on the show and otherwise be sure to share this with your friends and family and we'll talk to you next time